The scripture lesson this morning is from Luke 23, verses 33 through 43. You can follow along on the front of your bulletin. I've chosen to read this morning from the Living Bible, so the words will be slightly different, but the message will remain the same. Two other criminals were led out to be executed with him at a place called the Skull. There, all three were crucified, Jesus on the center cross and the two criminals on either side. Father, forgive these people, Jesus said, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothing, throwing dice for each piece. The crowd watched. And the Jewish leaders laughed and scoffed. He was so good at helping others, they said. Let's see him save himself, if he is really God's chosen one, the Messiah. The soldiers mocked him, too, by offering him a drink of sour wine. And they called to him, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A signboard was nailed to the cross above him with these words, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, so, you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself, and us too, while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't you even fear God when you are dying? We deserve to die for our evil deeds, but this man hasn't done one thing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, Today you will be with me in paradise. This is a solemn promise. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Roman leaders said, Save yourself, mocking him. The soldiers said, Save yourself, mocking him. One of the thieves on either side of him said, save yourself and us while you're at it. No self-interest there. Mocking in his own way. Jesus hanging on a cross. Three times. And you know what? Jesus could have saved himself. But he didn't. That is the king we worship today. Lord, we thank you for this day to recognize who you are and for us to remember whose we are. Bless us with your presence in this sermon, your Holy Spirit, to inspire us by it, to add wisdom to our lives, to give us renewed purpose. We thank you for this day to celebrate baptism and new life and a journey to faith. Let us hear and let us do all for your glory's sake. Amen. The famous movie maker Samuel Goldwyn lying on his deathbed 
said just before he died, I never thought I'd live to see this day. Today I know the feeling. I never thought I'd live to see the day when Jesus hanging on the cross is the passage we hear on a baptism Sunday. At first glance, those two images don't go together. A baby being held and blessed, a grown man in agony dying, water dripping down the side of Spencer's head, blood dripping down the side of Jesus' head, Spencer being held in the arms of someone he loves. Jesus being held by nails. A baby, the most perfect sign of new life there is. Go and ask the woman who is about to bring new life in life. Y'all do crazy things when a woman is having a baby. Y'all would never, ever think of going up and rubbing her belly and talking to her belly if she was not pregnant. But I can almost guarantee you that's happened, hasn't it? Even total strangers. And the whole world celebrates a new baby. But then there's Jesus. Experiencing the most gruesome of deaths. Life and death, blessing and curse water and blood, side by side today. They don't match up. They don't jibe with each other at first glance. In only 18 months, Scott and Emily have already shown Spencer a whole lot of love. They have changed diapers and fed him They have stayed up all night with him when he is sick. They have stayed up all night with him when he is not sick. They have changed diapers. Have I mentioned that one already? They do that one a lot more than the other ones, I think. They have clothed him protected him, sheltered him. They are teaching him. They are making him feel safe. And losing a lot of sleep while doing it. His parents want Spencer to know how much he is loved. Today we are staggered by the love. Today, God says, Spencer Francis, this is how much I love you. I will take the mockery and the humiliation. 
I will take the insults. I will take being spit on. It's my choice. I will be publicly stripped. I'll take the lies that are being spoken about me. I will bear the lash. I will feel the whip tearing my flesh. And I will bear the weight of the cross on my back. It's my choice. I will carry the weight of your sins in my heart, Spencer, and I will do it all for you because that is how much I love you. I want you to know how much I love you. It's my choice, and I choose to do it all. You see, our king is so very, very different. Kings don't lay down their lives for their people. The people lay down their lives for their king. But not this king. Not our king. You know, I heard about a little boy who was asked by Billy Graham, how do you get to the post office? Well, the little boy told him. And Dr. Graham thanked him. And he said, If you'll come to the convention center tonight, you can hear me tell people how to get to heaven. The boy said, I don't think I'll be there. You don't even know how to get to the post office. (laughs) A lot of promises were made today. Emily and Scott promised to raise Spencer in the ministry of the church. We have promised to support them with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. Or as one of our liturgies liturgies says, we have promised to live a life that becomes the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. We have promised to be God's good news to Scott, to Emily, to Spencer, to Elliot, and to question mark? Okay. And this is so important. Spencer cannot find the post office on his own. And he certainly can't find heaven on his own. But now he has a whole family of Sherpas ready, willing, even eager to walk with him and lead him on his way. It is a privilege and it is a sacred trust. You know, prayers are not always answered the way we want. Like the prayers of a mother whose son died in a shooting. 
Despite her shock and her grief, the mother did not hesitate when the doctors asked if she would donate her son's organs to someone else in critical need. Well, many months had passed, and the mother discovered but her, that her son's heart had been given to a Methodist pastor. She contacted him and asked to meet, and they did. They did meet. And she and the grateful pastor talked and prayed and celebrated the life of her precious son. And then the mother asked one last question. Can I put my ear to your heart? Can I hear my son's beating heart one more time? Spencer's baptism reminds us that when God wants to hear his son's heartbeat, God bends down and puts his ears to our chests. Because that is how much our king loves us. The birth of the holy child, we prepare for it. We prepare for the joy of a baptism. Somebody made a, even made a banner, thank you Nancy, with his name on it. Now, I've seen those little things get hung out with the initials of the baby, maybe a little handkerchief. Who gets a whole big banner? We prepared for this baptism. And we are about to enter Advent when we prepare for the birth of another child. Our child. Our Resin Savior. On this day, when we took upon ourselves the responsibility of the promises we made to Spencer, let no day of his life pass without one of us praying for him. Until we can put our ears to Spencer's chest and hear the heartbeat of God's Son. Amen.